When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're talking real money. Certainty. That is what you want. You want certainty. You know you do. Oh, no, no, I don't mind taking risks. Well, unless it means I could lose something. Uh, I just want certainty. Just make, just leave, leave everything to you. And you guys take care of me, please. We, we really want a paternal society. We do. We crave it. We crave somebody taking care of us. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Talking Real Money. I'm Don McDonald, along with the inimitable, it means unimitatable, well, Tom that's Cobb. That's probably true. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. nobody I, I wants to. That's the think, point. I don't think I could do your voice. You know, somebody <laughs> said, I need you to do a Tom Cock. I don't know why they would say that, <laughs> but I, need you, I could not do it. Sorry. Just couldn't do it. I can do, I can do, uh, you know, a, a kind of impressions of a few people, but not you. You could do Yogi Bear. You you're could unimpressionable. Do, yeah. Okay. All right. You or, can do well, at least English. you're not of an impressionable age. <laughs> God's sakes. No, you're, you're, you've gone way past impressionable. <laughs> okay. So uh, welcome to the program. Today's topic. Today's topic is, well, it's what our topic is a lot. Retirement. And um, I thought, I really did think we had moved, whether we like it or not, we moved past the whole idea of pensions. For most American employees, a lifetime pension at retirement is a, 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 a dream. An, an illusion. It's not real. It's a it doesn't rotary happen. telephone. It, it's, yeah, it's, it, it really it's, is. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a uh, an anachronism. There's the right word. Yeah, it it, uh, yeah. it would be popular with the Luddites. Well, it'd be popular with any. And you mentioned this at the beginning that, that it'd be popular because most people just want to know they work a certain period of time. Yeah. They're going to get the money they need to take care of them in retirement. I don't want to think about it. I don't want to worry about right. it. We, we right. like to be cared for. Yeah, exactly. So that's fair. I keep I telling think. my wife that, but she's not listening. <laughs> she's not. Well, leave it at that. So, I mean, and this comes up. (laughs) This comes up again recently for a couple of reasons. Uh, The UAW, United Automobile Workers, asked for a reinstatement of the pension that they used to have, Mm -hmm. uh, going way back like fifteen years, and they didn't get it in the uh, in the recent negotiation, which you may have followed because they were on strike. And then IBM, um, big company, they've decided to kind of put their toe back in the pension business. Pretty fascinating. They have decided that uh, uh, that they, instead of just having a match for the 401k, they're going to have a separate program now. So you're going to have a parallel program where they take 5% of each worker's pay and put it into a defined benefit instrument. So instead of getting the match, it's going to be separate, right? Mm-hmm. So you have this track where you're saving something and then this track where they're going to build up this little nest egg for you that they will pay you back uh, when you retire, right? So there's an aspect of sort of guaranteed, plus you could make something on the side with your 401k. But let's let's unpack this a little bit, because what you said about guarantees, this is, and you and I have run into this 
ad nauseum for 20 plus years. That is this I'm aspect a little of, peckish right now. Actually. <laughs> you're looking a little peckish. Oh, okay. uh, so this aspect of when I get to the end of my working days, how am I going to pay for it moving forward? And you mm-hmm. correctly pointed out that it was very paternalistic for many, many years. There still, of course, are many pensions in public jobs, right? You go to work for the government, you work there 30 years, you get a you get a pension. That's fine. But this we're really talking about the private side today where they've gone away. Well, but you 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 see you, you you hit the nail on the head, and I don't even know you did it. You work for the government or a company for thirty years, and then you get it. And that's a long time. That's Very few. <laughs> now, how me. many people these days work for an employer for thirty? years. And you and I have worked for a few different ones over the year. We had our own oh, for a while. You I mean, think so, so? It's, yeah, it's been and we work still for ourselves in a way today, although there's more of us. Uh yeah. So it and you know the, the major manufacturer from where I speak called Boeing, uh they if you go to work there today, not you don't get a pension, you do get a 6% match in your 401k, which is great. It's a yeah, lot that's of money. real money. That's real money. Um, if you go to work at Bucky's, I guess you get a pension there too. Okay, right? but we're going to talk Bucky's later. Okay. We're going to do. We're going to tease Bucky's. Right. Uh, people around the country are going. Who? What's a What's a Bucky's? Yeah. Oh, you just wait for a future podcast. We're going to tell you. And here's the thing I find fascinating about this argument is, while on the one hand, yes, I completely understand as a guy in his sixties. This aspect of guarantee, everybody want. I want to guarantee. I want to know that from this point, for however long I get, my health's going to be good. I'm going to have the money I need. Things are going to go along on a, a nice little path here until I right, stop one right night there. I go to sleep and don't okay, get up. Except for the health thing, which none of us gets. Exactly. But that's the, what we want. The money thing. All right. We're You're talking, we'll go back set on that. I may, may not because my oh, money's oh. invested. So what yeah. if it goes way down for the next 10 years? Who knows, right? It could. Then you're fine. Let's say it goes down 50%. You're, right. you're fine. Actually, actually, I've kind of set up, the truth of the matter is I've set up my life in a way that if everything except Social Security goes away, I'd probably still be okay. Yeah, and you could go live out on the back 40, rent the house. Oh, my son's already got, he's already telling people today that he's got a plan where I go off into the woods and... Well, oh, this never oh, he's came just back. sending you out like the Japanese used to do <laughs> thousands of years. See you ago. later. Don't, yeah. don't return. But this is a fascinating thing to me because if you look at it, really, you pull it apart, sort of the pension versus the 401k, for example. Now, I know there's going to be somewhat controversial because people are going to say pension's way better. It's just, it's a guarantee. It's a way, be- but pull it apart a little bit. Number one, a defined contribution plan like a 401k is way more flexible, right? You because you can you can you and can take portable. it with you, right? Yeah. That's something you can take it with you. You can adjust how much you save and how you invest that money, uh-huh. right? When uh-huh. you pension, well, you don't have that. to worry about the state buying stupid uh, alternative investments that cause the state fund to get into financial trouble because they didn't invest it right or didn't invest it at all. And IBM is saying, I think primarily they're going to put it in you know treasuries of some kind, which are you know don't make that much more than inflation. Over the long haul. Uh, Here's the other part about defined contributions. You can leave it to others, right? Whereas pensions, pensions many, they're they're gone. Um, They also allow for more flexible withdrawal so that you can game things when you get to retirement, right? In terms of your income, which people overlook 
uh, how important all that is, especially when it comes to taking Social Security, et, et cetera. Here's the downside, right? You got to do it. It's on you. Yeah. It, it, it's up to right. you. You've got to be you the one. You've got to say proactive. Yep. And you need to learn something about investing so that you can do it right. Because I run into people all the time that have a list of 10 or 20 funds in their 401k and, oh, I've got it figured out. And I look, they have no idea how they're invested. They don't know that they don't have many asset classes. They don't know that they're all in stocks and should have some bonds or some people have it the other way around or some just don't have any clue. Mm-hmm. Um, so you you have to, it's on you. You have to have a plan. And here's the other part about defined contributions. You really got to start early. The reality is so many people wake up at 40 and go, oh, it's time to time to get started on retirement. Yeah. 20 would have been better. 30 would have been yeah. good. 30 would have been good. Okay. 50, uh, you're in trouble. And people, you read the articles today and basically the vibe is you're getting screwed if you didn't get a pension. So we decided to look at that, right? Just to run a basic number. Mm-hmm. Just, okay, well, let's, just, let's just put it out there. So 30-year employment, right? Let's just say you didn't okay, start anything until like you were 30, right. 30 years till 60. Okay. Um, you set aside, let's assume you make 100,000. You set aside 15% of that. That's 15 grand a year, right? Right. Okay. And, and are we assuming the company matches? We're going to do a match at six because that seems to be- That's a, a nice so, company. Yeah. So now company. you're setting aside $21,000 a year. It doesn't even include any increases, just 21K mm-hmm. a year. And let's assume, and I think this is reasonable, you make 6% a year. Now, that's which still- is, Which is a reasonable number based on the past. Yeah. But we don't know what the future is going to exactly bring. Based, based on a a, a, bal- a well diversified balanced stock bond portfolio, six percent would have been conservative in yeah, the past. You would have made it, yeah. And so, but you ran the number. It's fascinating. So, at the mm-hmm. end of the thirty years, you wake up at age sixty, and you have one point seven five million dollars in that kitty ready to be spent, which at 4% is somewhere around $70,000 a year. Oh, excuse me. What do you mean seven? We, we talked about the brilliant Dave Ramsey rule recently. Oh, well, pardon me. And and we're, we're talking 140000 with the right. Ramsey rule. <laughs> I'm giving it all to Dave and have him run my retirement. Uh, well, I'm going to get in trouble probably for saying that. Sorry. At any rate, the bottom line is- We get in trouble all the time for what we're saying. It, 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 that's not that different than- having it in a pension today and into the future. You, yes, you had to set something aside, but you have all this other flexibility that people have a tendency to forget about because I just want that G word, Don. Just give me the yeah. guarantee. That's all I care about. Yeah, and the the, the wonderful thing about the, the lump sum there, and by the way, if you start when you're in your 20s, that number, that number goes into yeah. the many millions of exactly. dollars. Which is something uh, that, again, since we're talking about it, I recommend, yeah, I recommend anybody who starts a job out of college, I'd like to see you do something before college. That's the time. That's the time to say, I'm automatically setting aside 15%. It's gone. It's out of my paycheck. I'm not going to think about it for the next 30 years. And as you said, uh, you, you could do it for, until you're 50 something and have a lot of money then. A I got to tell you, though, there's a problem. There's a fly in the Uh-oh. ointment. Yeah, which is... I mean, I was talking with a very intelligent young woman with a PhD, friend of my daughter-in-law's, very, very smart young woman, and she was talking about how she was putting money away in her 403B, and, yep. uh, and, and her big concern is the normal big concern. What if I'm unemployed 
down the road and I don't have anything else and I cash that out. That happens a lot. It does. Whereas pensions can stick around. It's a good point. People, you've got to have a mindset that makes these, this saving, this part of your portfolio, this part of your life untouchable. Yeah. It, and it's that is got so to be a, a, almost a religion that this money is untouchable, even in an emergency. And I think that's maybe the hardest thing for people to pull off. It is because period. stuff comes up, as you pointed out, whether it's health, whether it's family, whether it's some other financial situation you had no idea was coming out of left field, long period of unemployment, for example. Yeah, I think you're right there. So, but yeah, it should be the last, absolute last resort because mm-hmm. the impact of pulling that out at 35, for example, is huge when you look at where you're going to be at 60. So, yeah, that could be literally, if you pull it out in your 30s, that you've been putting it in since your 20s, yeah. that could be like a multi million dollar mistake. It could long term. Yeah, people don't have a correct way to look at all that, which they need to and do. And I so. know, I guarantee, I know how hard that is. It is. We've all, well, you and I have been there because we've had mm. our own businesses <laughs> that have needed money from time to time. It's like, I got that yeah, money right the there. The bills I can pull won't that wait. Out. Yeah, they won't wait. So that's so. the downside. There's yeah. an upside, there's a downside. There is. There isn't a perfect way, but I will say, I would prefer the defined contribution because I'm comfortable with all those things I mentioned. And the fact that if you get started early, I think you're going to be in a great position. And uh, it, it it's, again, something you have to gradually figure out. You've got to learn how to do it. And you got to keep listening to us to do that. Part of if you, if you listen, we're going to later this week, we are going to talk about the the terrible advice that's out there. And that's one of the my worries about defined benefit plans. Or defined, uh, yeah, defined contribution plans, I yeah, should DC. say. The yeah. 401s, the 403s mm-hmm. is the cruddy advice that is a- associated with them. The huge mistakes you make either within them or when you take them out and move them into your own IRA or something. Uh, the advice out there is really atrocious. You, you've got to be, you've got to be aware of that and be defensive against it. Yeah. And there's a lot of it, as you said, hopefully it gets weeded out. All okay, right. It's time Q&A for- time. Q&As. Here we go. Q&A. This one comes from go. Wayne in San Ramon, California. I have a property with about $750,000 in equity and simple, cal- simple calculation show me that investing in a DST, I believe that's a Delaware statutory trust. Uh-huh. It's a way offers- to transfer property yep. ownership. You're buying other properties in a trust. Yeah. And it says offers much better returns. That's one mm, thing. Yeah, uh, offers doesn't necessarily mean provides. <laughs> uh, the questions are, DSTs are basically REITs. Am I missing something? Yeah, you're missing. They're, they're, yes, they are kind of sort of REITs. Uh, they are not massively diversified necessarily. Uh, it is a way to do a 1031 exchange from uh, of like-kind real estate of sorts. Uh, but a lot of the the DSTs we've looked at are really, really expensive. Uh, they are often very illiquid. Nah, I was getting to that. Yeah. And, mm. and some of them are just bad. They're just bad. You, you can't trust that because somebody promises you something 
that they're actually going to deliver it. There are really, really bad ones out there. A lot of people taking advantage of those who have had big profits in real estate, and uh, they can be close to scams. Mineral title. Wayne wants to know, do we have any experience with DSTs? We do not directly because we don't use the product. Uh, We would use REITs, publicly traded REITs, in a fund. But they don't work. As a no, 1031 exchange. And, and that this gets back to something he wants to know what are the risks associated with DSTs aside from the same risk with any investment property. You know, this gets back to something that we've talked about. It's a pretty regular topic here about sort of how to deal with taxation. In this case, I think the decision is one you've always mentioned, Don, and that is, okay, you've made $750,000. Terrific. You don't want to be in the real estate business apparently anymore, at least directly pay the tax and move on with your life. Try that for a change. I I have a great analogy. Okay. Let's say you were on a game show. Who wants to be a millionaire? Right. And you've played the game and played the game and played the game. And you get to the second to the last question. Actually, it's who wants to be a Two million dollar error. You know, you want to. You got to seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars. You have gotten near the end, and you know that that next question is so usually so hard that most people go home with nothing. Yeah, or less than they had before, less than the seven fifty. So your choice is: Do I stand? Take my seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars home and pay the taxes, or do I risk it on a DST? Yeah, door number two. I think that's brilliant. I think that's absolutely spot on. So you are, in a way, taking risk off the table because with a DST, like yep. any other investment, there's risk to it. It's narrower than being globally diversified as well. And unless you're leaving it to heirs, then there eventually the taxes are going to be paid. The other part that people have a tendency to, oh, I didn't pay them. Well, well yeah, somebody will. Some, well, yeah. but your heirs won't because they'll get a step up. They get a step up. So they, they're, they're. But if it's a bad is, investment, then they might get a step down just because it didn't do well. Go ahead and say a DST is the tax tail wagging the dog for the Oof. most part. Yep. So Agreed. Moving on. All right. Agreed. Uh, Gonzalo writes us from Los Banos, California. Custodial account I have with my son of 16 years. I believe that means his son is 16 years old. Has a mutual fund Schwab Total Market Index, SWTSX, currently at about 60% of the portfolio. It has a three a point, 0.03 gross expense ratio. That mm-hmm. is cheap. Year-to-date return of 19. Wonderful. I've always heard your show's preference for ETFs over mutual funds. My question is, should I be selling this fund, moving into an ETF of a similar investment, or just keep it as it is, the rest of portfolios in uh, some other fund, AVUV, AVDV. So it has some other diversification besides just U.S. large stocks, which is what primarily SWTSX. Should he move from the fund no, no. to the ETF? No, no. One of the, I mean, <laughs> we suggest ETFs, growth-oriented ETFs over growth-oriented funds for one relatively simple reason. It, it, if the costs are similar, which they are in this case, uh, that's just the minor little tax break you get from not having to deal with realized capital gains along Bingo. the way. But, but, but he doesn't really have a tax bracket to be worrisome. 
and the rest of it's in ETFs. Got VSUX, ABUV, ABDV. I'd leave it in there. I'd leave it in there. Yeah, that's fine. I wouldn't mess with it. I, I even you know as he gets older, I wouldn't mess with it. Um, it again, it's all it's it's such a minor benefit that it's more like if you're starting from scratch, start with an ETF. Bingo. But if you're with funds already, the the advantage to moving is nearly non-existent to negligible. Yeah, I agree. And especially with a 16-year-old, I think I just yeah. let it ride. That's good good advice. So a couple of great questions there. Keep them coming. How do you ask? You go to the website to ask a question, right? You can. You should. Okay. That's yep, You okay. go to the contact form at TalkingRealMoney.com. We and take you can a lot of type your question, which to me seems really tedious because I don't like a lot typing. of them. They don't want, they don't want to talk. They'd rather type. Um, so, but, but you can speak them too. And those get answered on the Friday podcast, the Friday Q and a podcast, which is awesome. Thank you. It's good. You. I, this is my favorite this one coming, of the week. This coming Friday is a busy, busy one. Yeah, we have a okay. lot of, a lot of stuff, okay. a lot of material, a lot of questions. Okay. I look forward to one it. One lovely comment. Lovely, okay. lovely comment. Comment that made my day. Oh, that's oh, good. That, that you nice. need some of those because you've been yeah. you've been beat up a bit lately. So it's, it's those probably... damned Apple reviews from well, like I... three people who <laughs> either hate over me, over again. they they hate me because I I hate crypto, they hate me because I'm a moderate politically. Yeah, can't I, be that in today's world. Oh no, you can't be that. No, Sir <laughs> no. Bobby. Uh-uh. Uh no, don't no moderation for us in America. Nothing down uh-uh. the middle. Jeez, well, I mean. Guys, I, I I want to mention this one more time. For most of my life, I was a registered Republican. <gasps> I know. Yeah. I only actually registered recently, and I'm not going to tell you why. Oh, okay. Because smart people actually know why. Anyway, <laughs> I'm going to leave it at that. I think you should, because anything <laughs> beyond that, there goes more yeah. bad Apple reviews. I know. They're going to come after me again. i tell you but, one thing that has been great lately is the number what? of people that have reached out to us to try to get their financial situation 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 <laughs> in order before the end drinking. of the year. Exactly. Getting going here. Uh, so if you'd like the same, pretty easy to do. Uh, I've been talking to people all over the country the last couple of weeks. Right over Thanksgiving, it was great. Had a nice con- chat with a guy in New York the day after Thanksgiving. I guess, what is that? Uh, the day after Thanksgiving. Isn't their name? Black Friday. That was it. Anyway, um, so if you want to do that, go to Talking Real Money. Click on Meet an Advisor. Or you can always call 800-386-3004. That's our telephone number. Love to hear from you. Get your situation fixed up. As I'm going to go get mine fixed up. Yeah, you need to be fixed up about something. Did you want to go ahead and just tag the show out? Or do you want me to do no, it? No, that's it. That's all I got. You finish. Really? All right, then. I'm Don. That guy over there walking across the room trying to figure out where his next drink's coming from is Tom Cock. And, uh, well, the holidays are here. It's water. He's drinking oh, water. water. I just right. saw it. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he just grabs a bottle. I'm going, I just talked about you drinking, and you go grab a bottle. I That's know. not a good look. It is not. But, but it is a uh, good way to spend a day talking real money. The opinions and views expressed on this podcast were current on the date recorded. Opinions, estimates, forecasts, and statements of financial market trends that are based on current market conditions constitute our judgment and are subject to change without notice, including any forward-looking estimates or statements which are based on certain expectations and assumptions. Although information and opinions given have been obtained from or based on sources believed to be reliable, no warranty or representation is made as to their correctness, completeness, or accuracy. 
Information presented on the podcast is not personalized investment advice from Appella Wealth. The views and strategies described may not be suitable for everyone. This podcast does not identify all the risks, direct or indirect, or other considerations which might be material to you when entering any financial transaction. Past performance does not guarantee future results, and profitable results cannot be guaranteed. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for informational, educational, and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. The podcast is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Appella Wealth, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Please see Appella Wealth's ADV Part 2A on our website for information regarding Appella's fees and services. Appella Capital, LLC, DBA Appella Wealth, is an investment advisory firm registered with the Securities and Exchange Commission. The firm only transacts business in the states where it is properly registered or excluded or exempt from registration requirements. Registration with the SEC or any state securities authority does not imply a certain level of skill or training. Appella does not provide tax or legal advice, and nothing either stated or implied here should be inferred as providing such advice. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and important disclosure related to performance of any specific index or fund quoted in this podcast. And the lawyers get richer.